Casey DeSmith has a 3.17 goals against average and a 904 save percentage, which actually isn't really all that bad. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. It's Winnipeg night tomorrow in Pittsburgh when the Jets come to PPG Paints Arena. You guys know I always look forward to that sort of thing in my own silly, sappy way based on a personal story. If you're not aware of it, shoot me a note. I'll send you the link. In the interim, the team practices this morning at 11, also at PPG Paints Arena. And we might get at least a little bit closer to figuring out who'd be in goal when, although Mike Sullivan prefers to save that, uh, not just for game day, but game time on some occasions. This might be one of those. And why might that be with Tristan Jari out for the foreseeable future and DeSmith the only NHL level backup around? Well, because DeSmith was really rotten against the Canucks and giving up three goals on seven shots. And Dustin Tokarski came in after that, stopped 18 out of 19, won the game, as did the Penguins, 5-4. to four. And, you know, who goes back to the other guy after that when the other guy isn't your starter anyway? The way I see it, the way I see it, and this has been true forever in my eyes, the only guy to whom you hold allegiance in this equation is the starter. The only guy you feel committed to go back to in the following game, even though he struggled, is the starter. Unless you've got some really rare situation like, oh, I don't know, having both Matt Murray and Marc-Andre Fleury on your team, then you don't have somebody that you feel particularly beholden to as the backup. It's just a backup. And where DeSmith is concerned... Wow. If you've been listening to this for a while or you've been reading my writing, you know that I've always had mixed feelings about him. Uh, terrific character guy. This is no knock on him uh, off the ice in any way, shape, or form. But he's not a very big goaltender. And unless he's being peak aggressive, coming well out over his crease, standing tall, and battling to see the puck then he's just another little guy who's going to get smoked from long range. That's what happened. That's what happened in the Vancouver game. To his credit, in the game before that, out in Tempe, Arizona, he stood tall against the Coyotes, who also have a you know enough guys, and not any more or less than Vancouver does, who can score on you. But he came out and he attacked them. He went at them. And then... Next game didn't, whereas Tokarski did. Ask poor Elias Pettersson about the night that he had for the Canucks. Two breakaways and a third partial break, was kicking himself afterward in the locker room, uh, said, I need to go back to working on my goal scoring. Well, He does and he doesn't. Tokarski handled him pretty well. Long story short, when you have a goaltender, playing 
in a certain direction and he's trending and you don't have any in-house locker room politics to deal with, you go right back to him. I think you're going to see Sullivan go right back to Tokarski against the Jets. And then the very next day in Raleigh, North Carolina, he has an easy excuse to give to Smith another chance. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. But that's not the bigger issue here. The bigger issue, and I sure hope it's one that management can see through certainly a lot more clearly than they have with similar issues related to Jeff Carter and or Brian Dumoulin. If you have a third goaltender who is better than your second goaltender or who's even just plain old hotter than your second goaltender and that third goaltender, meaning Tokarski, has NHL experience. He was somewhat the main guy in Buffalo for a couple of years. Then don't feel beholden to the other guy. I I know we keep bringing up subjects that are like this, you and I. This is the stuff that we're going back and forth on more than anything else, whether it's me talking about it, you writing to me, you throwing this out for J1Qs. But these guys, all of them, not just Sullivan, all of them need to be a lot more open-minded as it concerns changes to the roster. Look, Ron Hextall was criticized when he was in Philadelphia as the GM, certainly not when he was the goaltender, for being way too patient, way too careful, not wanting to move things around. And that, of course, is the polar opposite of his predecessor here in Pittsburgh. Jim Rutherford would see a little slump and he'd trade Carl Hagelin in the middle of the night just to shake up the room. And then he would acknowledge as much the following day. That was Jim. Hextall is not that guy. Hextall's not going to be someone who pushes the plunger at any point in this process. I really believe that. If the Penguins were to ever have some sort of, let's just blow it all up and start over again, they'd have to do it with another GM. But in this situation, at least do it in increments. If Tokarski ends up, and I'm not talking about because of one relief appearance against the Canucks on a Tuesday night in January. I'm talking about over the course of several months. If Tokarski looks like he is your more viable backup going into the playoffs, when you do need your backups, you will recall, then go go with him. Go with him. Stop being so attached to uh, concepts and loyalty and whatever else here. It's been four years without winning a single round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's not going to change by adopting the same approaches to the same circumstances. When we come back, J1Q.
today's J1Q comes from my friend Pete, who asks, DK, when are you going to acknowledge that you were wrong about the New Jersey Devils? Pete, I'm not. Not yet. See, here's the thing about the Devils. They got off to a great start. No one expected it. And they did so when they had all their guys healthy. They've run into some injuries, and they've not done all that well of late. They have won the three in a row, and two of those three came against the Rangers and the Hurricanes, and that's impressive in itself, but they've also won only five of their last 15 overall. Uh, John Marino is not going to challenge Kale McCarr for a Norris Trophy. He got off to a good start. No, no, no. He actually got off to a great start, and I'm happy for him. Wonderful kid. But they've been without Marino and some other players in recent weeks, and their lack of depth has been sorely exposed. That would be one concern of mine if I were New Jersey. Another is that I'm sorry, I still don't believe in their overall goaltending and their overall defending. I do believe they can skate with anybody. I know it's funny to be talking about this, like the like about the Devils, right? But they can. They can really move and they can counterattack as well as anybody. But here again, there's a problem with that, and that is that Jack Hughes has been outstanding. He's also been carrying the offense to a large extent. Little guy, you know, that doesn't usually work. Uh, Johnny Goudreau couldn't carry the flames in Calgary. Little guy, you wear down. You just do. It's normal. This isn't some kind of, you know, bias or wacky theory. It's just something that's forever been true. If there's any team really in the Metro that I feel has risen above, it's it's the one that's sitting on top right now, and that's the Hurricanes. They do things that are very difficult to counter. They lost a game the other night in which they generated 67 shots. <laughs> Not shot attempts, shots. The Canes do this as well as anyone, arguably better than anyone in hockey, even more than Boston. And heaven knows the Bruins love to shoot the puck. I just see the Canes as the class of the division. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit skewed in that regard because they're 3-0 and against the Penguins and they've looked pretty convincing on all three occasions. And I might also be skewed to not be as stoked about the Devils because I've only seen them once. They did beat Pittsburgh and they played kind of okay, but I've only seen them once with my own eyes. The Canes, to me, are the class of the division. The Bruins are the obvious class, not only of the East, but of the entire National Hockey League, unless the Avalanche get healthy again and start playing the way they can again. But you know what? I, I mean, I'm going to be open-minded. There's no reason not to be, and we're about to see a whole lot of the Devils uh, in the second half of the schedule. So... Those are fun games, I'll tell you that. And I didn't always say that whenever the Penguins would play the Devils, to put it mildly. That part alone has has been a positive, uh, not just for New Jersey's fans, but also for the National Hockey League. You always want to have teams that are fun, that are entertaining. The Devils and Hughes and the other kids that they have that are squirting around the rink. That's a fun, fun hockey team. 
I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one tomorrow. Thank you.